2: He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. We are never, ever alone. Zechariah may have felt abandoned, but he wasn't. We might feel abandoned, but we're not. Because God keeps his promises, and he's promised to never leave us nor forsake us.
1: Have you ever studied the life of Zachariah? What an interesting time on earth he had. He was the father, of course, of John the Baptist. He doubted God and spent uh, quite a period of time without any ability to speak or perhaps even to hear. We're going to hear more about that on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is a part of our Advent series as we begin the Christmas season. And if you'd like to know more about uh, Church of the Highlands please go to their website at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Layton.
2: So for nine months, he couldn't speak. Maybe he couldn't hear. All he had was that voice inside of his head. But you know, even though it was a punishment, it was also a blessing as well. Because he knew that that condition was not permanent. It was only going to last for the next nine months or so until the fulfillment. And furthermore, because of that promise, even though he was well along in age, he knew he was going to be alive for the birth of his son. He was an upright man who was characterized by faith. And this occasion was... One of those aberrations. Verse 21, and the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at the delay in the temple, and when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. The Talmud reports that a, a priest that was assigned to this role was only there for a brief time. They would come out and dismiss the people with a benediction. But when Zacharias came out, he was unable to dismiss them with a benediction because he couldn't talk. And the people realized that something special and awesome had happened. And he couldn't describe it to them because all he could do was try to gesture. But something special had happened, and the people knew it. Do you remember Paul Harvey, the radio host? Remember he had a saying about the rest of the story? The rest of the story is found in verse 57 and following. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zachariah after his father, which is the custom. But his mother answered, no, he should be called John. And they said to her, well, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all the neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God. Whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high and give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The ultimate way of peace is peace with God. You know, Zach, this is, I, as far as I can remember, this is the first time I've looked intently at Zechariah and, and it's been so refreshing to me and I think so appropriate for particularly this season Because Zechariah was an exceptionally godly person who lost hope. He focused on the circumstances and the obstacles instead of the promise and the power of God. He thought himself abandoned by God. And yet... God was simply waiting for the perfect time. In the Bible, that's called the fullness of time, the perfect time. And the perfect time was after Zechariah and Elizabeth could bear children, the normal way. And it required a miracle from God, and when that miracle happened, everybody paid attention. And they were paying attention to this special child because there hadn't been... Such a thing that had occurred in 400 years, and there was something very special about this child named John. And when John grew up, he already had the attention of the people which helped him perform his duty of calling out to them, repent and make way for the Lord. And you know, Zechariah lost hope, and any of us can lose hope also. And hope is so essential. I, I don't know that we understand how important hope is. I, I was told um, recently in, in a class that I'm taking by the teacher about a study that was done in the 1950s by Dr. Kurt Richter, who is a Harvard graduate and a scientist with Johns Hopkins University. And uh, this experiment took place in the 50s where Dr. Kurt Richter took lab rats and put them into a... Uh, bucket with water that was agitated and studied them to find out how, how long they would continue to tread water and what were the indications that they, had given, they were giving up hope. And so he watched many rats drowned as he studied them and he, he found out, you know what the average time was? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And then the study went into a second phase. Now, <clears throat> rats aren't necessarily conceptual. They are, they're experiential. They can remember what they experienced. We are experiential as well as conceptual. But the second phase of the experiment was as they watched the signs of the rats and knew that the rats were just about to give up and go under, somebody would reach in, take the rat out, dry them off, give them a little rest, and then put them back in to see how long they can continue to tread water. Do you know how long those rats, on average, were able to tread water after they had experienced being rescued? 60 hours. 60 hours. 240 times the amount of time. Why? Because they had experienced being rescued and it could happen again. And it was that hope that was able to drive them on. Hope is really, really important for all of us. And particularly at this time of year, folks, because at this time of year, there's a spike in suicides. And in almost every occasion, it's because somebody has given up hope. And we need to remind ourselves of why we, not, we don't need, give up hope. And we need to be ministering to one another, paying attention to one another to encourage each other. And the same. Because we have hope in God through Christ. He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. We are never, ever alone. Zechariah may have felt abandoned, but he wasn't. We might feel abandoned, but we're not. Because God keeps his promises And he's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He has given us a purpose in life. He has given us a hope when life has run its course. And and he has an appointed time on his calendar when our life is up. And we're not going to get there early. And we're not going to get there late. He's given us purpose in life. He's given us hope. And he's made a promise. And he always keeps his promise. He promised he's coming back. He's coming again. He always keeps His promise. There's no reason whatsoever that any of us should give up hope. There's another reason for hope, and that is all of us go through dark times. I have gone through dark times. And in those dark times, there's a verse that I hold on to, that God works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And so even when you're going through that dark time, remind yourself that God keeps his promises and he's promised he's going to take the good and the bad and the ugly and work it all out for good. There's something good is going to come out of that dark time. We have every reason to be filled with hope. And we're surrounded by people who have no hope because they don't know Christ. They don't know what it's all about. They don't know where they came from. They don't know where they're going. And they can't figure out why life is so difficult. And God's given us the ministry of reconciliation to bring them to God through Christ, that they can be reconciled and be filled with hope also. That's the good news of our Christmas season.
1: Thank you for joining us on this edition of Study Verse by Verse with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's just completed a message from his Advent series dealing with the subject of hope, and we'll pick up with the next message in this series tomorrow. I hope you can stay with us. We're going to work through the Christmas season. What a wonderful way to fully understand what this time of year is all about from the Christian perspective. Join us each day at this same time. And if you'd like to join with us financially, you can do that easily. It would be wonderful to have you come alongside of us as a financial partner. You can give safely on our website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. And find out about the Christmas activities happening at Church of the Highlands on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us. Be back tomorrow at the same time when we'll again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.